0: Anyone to order. I am the DOS Commission President Martha Knudsen. This commission meeting is being conducted pursuant to provisions of the Brown Act and recent executive orders issued by the governor to facilitate teleconferencing to reduce the risk of COVID-19 transmission at public meetings. Ordinarily, the Brown Act sets strict rules for teleconferencing. Governor recently signed a new amendment to the Brown Act to allow continuing use of teleconferencing for public meetings during a state of emergency, provided that commissions such as ours make certain findings. To comply with this legal requirement, item 4A on this morning's agenda is the request to consider whether continued use of teleconferencing will minimize health risks and whether our commission is able to use teleconferencing in a manner that allows public participation and transparency. As noted on the agenda, members of the public may observe this teleconference meeting via sfgovtv.org and sfgovtv channel 26 and they may offer public comment by calling the published public comment phone number. I'd like to welcome the members of the public and staff who are watching us live on TV today. The commission asks and thanks you for your patience during these unprecedented times. We respectfully ask the public to have patience and expect delays and gaps during the meeting, particularly during public comment. I would especially like to Thank the staff at DOS and SFGovTV, who make sure this meeting runs smoothly. Thank you very much. But uh, to eliminate background interference, all panelists and presenters are asked to mute themselves when not speaking or waiting to present. The San Francisco HSA DOS Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land, in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush Aloni community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. Before I ask our secretary to take the role, I want to thank Elizabeth Labar, who's actually a commission secretary for the HSA human service agencies uh, for filling in as an acting or substitute uh, commission secretary for DOS. uh, she and all the staff uh, got us prepared for this meeting. Got all of our materials online. Got our agenda out at, at, at duly noticed. Got all of all of our people together today. Uh, so we just want to really thank you for stepping up and and volunteering to do this extra work. Uh, so with that, I'll ask you to go ahead and take the role for us. Thank you.
1: Thank you, President Knudsen, and it's my pleasure to be here. Commissioners, please respond with present when I call your name. President Martha Knudsi? Not present. Vice President Janet Spears? Present. Present. Commissioner Sasha Bittner?
2: Present.
1: Commissioner Wanda Jung? Present. Commissioner Michelle Carrington? Not present. Commissioner Nelson Lum. Present. Commissioner Barbara Scholar. Present. And our executive director, Kelly Dearman. Present. President Knudsen, we have a quorum. Great. Thank you. Commissioners, the next item, item three is communications. We'd like to provide further instructions for the public comment process. Public comment will be available on each item on this agenda and during general public comment. Both channel 26 and sfgovtv.org are streaming the number across the screen. Each speaker will be allowed three minutes to speak. Comments or opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available via phone call. During each public comment period, viewers and callers will be instructed to call 415-655-0001, Access code 1460186577, then enter pound, and then pound again. When connected, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you will be muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up, dial star 3 to be added to the speaker line. Best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. You will have three minutes to speak. You'll be informed by the moderator when you have 30 seconds left. After 30 seconds, you will be muted and placed back to the listening mode. Alternatively, public comment can be submitted by email to me, elizabeth.labar at sfgov.org. And uh, my last name is L-A-B-A-R-R-E. If you submit public comment via email, it will be forwarded to the commission and will be included as part of the official docket. Are there any other communications from the DOS commissioners at this time? I'm uh, hearing none. Uh, commissioners,
0: your next item is agenda item four, approving the minutes of Wednesday, October 6, 2021, DOS commission meeting, and you should have received a copy of that for your review before the meeting. Are there any comments or questions from uh, the commission regarding the October 6, 2021 DOS commission? DOS Commission meeting minutes. Hearing none, um, Commission, uh, Madam Secretary, do we have anyone from
1: the public who wishes to comment on this item? Moderator, do we have any public comment at this time?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
0: Okay, hearing no uh, further request to speak on this item, is there a motion to approve October 6, 2021 DOS commission meeting minutes? I moved, I move second. Great. Okay, we had a, a motion from uh, Commissioner Bittner and a second by Commissioner Jung. Um, Madam Secretary, can you please take a roll call vote to approve the October 6, 2021 DOS commission
1: meeting minutes? Sure thing. President Knudsen, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Me. Yeah. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Sklar, how do you vote? Yes. President Knutson, we have a quorum.
0: Great. Thank you. Um, approval. Um, Commissioners, your next item is agenda item 4A, a resolution making findings to allow teleconference meetings of the DOS Commission. On September 16, 2021, the governor signed AB 361, a bill that amends the Brown Act to allow local policy bodies to continue to meet by teleconferencing during a state of emergency, provided that The public bodies make certain findings at least once every 30 days. San Francisco continues to operate under Mayor Breed's emergency order of July 31st, 2020, which prohibits in-person public meetings other than Board of Supervisor meetings to ensure the safety of policy body members, city staff, and the public. The DOS Commission has met remotely during the COVID-19 pandemic in a manner that allows public participation and transparency while minimizing health risks that would be present with in-person meetings. Under the recently signed amendment to the Brown Act, if the DOS Commission will continue to meet remotely, we must find there are still risks for meeting in person and that the DOS Commission resolves to teleconference in a manner that protects the participation rights of the public. Are there any comments or questions from the commission regarding item 4A?
2: Yeah, I have a question. Um, do you
4: know how long this may go on and move forward?
0: Hi. Can you uh, the yeah, I do not know how long uh, this will go on, Commissioner Bittner. I don't know if our executive director has anything she'd like to add to that, but any? information recent Thank you.
5: information on it. Thank you so much, uh, President Knutson. No, we do not know how long it's going to go on. Um, I know there has been a lot of discussion about uh, being able to have hybrid meetings to increase participation and accessibility. But um, at this point, we're still in the place of having to vote on this every month while we figure it out. And also with the new rise of the Omicron yeah, variant. We're really just in a wait and see mode. But as soon as I know, I will let you know.
2: And yeah. I am more for You know, I'm always but Yeah, you know, but I'm just curious because when you do longer do better.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, I agree with you. All right.
0: Any other comments from the other commissioners on this resolution? Then, um madam secretary do we have anyone from the public who wishes to comment on this item
6: madam president
1: aye yes oh commissioner long
6: uh my concern is that uh, uh prior to the uh, uh teleconferencing that, that we you know we've been utilizing uh we uh you know at least the the two, the, uh, the two meetings that I uh, attended uh, you know, there were a substantial number of uh, uh, public uh, uh, attendees at those meetings. Uh, since we've gone to you know the, the Zoom process, uh, the, the public participation has really uh, 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 you know uh, disappeared. And um, uh, having experienced and, and and witnessed the hybrid uh, process. Where we have in person and uh, the the ability to to accept the, you know uh, 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 participation by you know uh, by Zoom, uh, the number of participants generally would, would would increase, and I think we should strive to have the maximum number of people participating, you know, and and all witnessing. Our uh, our, uh, our way of conducting our, our business as uh, as much as possible. So I, I think the, the the public deserves to know when we or are are are, are we actually looking at the, the stats uh, to base that you know uh, um, uh, you using that as a base upon uh, when when and uh, when and if we're gonna open up to a in-person meeting or are we waiting for national policies to dictate whether or not we're going to have an in-person meeting?
5: Um, Can I respond to that? Please, yeah. Sure. Let's go ahead. Um, uh, Commissioner Lum, um, totally agree with you that we also um, want and appreciate all the participation we can get. Um, we are following our, um, local policy and what the mayor is, um, is asking for at this time. We do know that we can't go back to, um, in-person meetings until such time as all, um, um, commissioners have followed the, um, vaccine mandate, which I know we are working on now. Um, and then, uh, from there, we will decide we meaning. Um, the staff and the commission when, um, when we should uh, go back to in-person meetings. But I do think given the makeup of this commission and the population that we serve, that I absolutely agree with you that we should be doing a hybrid type of meeting and that's what we're trying to figure out.
0: Okay, thank, thank you very much. And thank you for the conversation. I think this just does uh, evolve, is evolving every month. Uh, so it's good to, to be recognizing the different situations every month. Um, I, I don't know that we gave an opportunity for public comment on this issue before we uh, call to approve the resolution. So did we want to, um, do we have anybody that wanted to make public comment?
1: Moderator, please open the phone line for public comment. We will allow some time for callers to submit their requests. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
0: Okay, great. I'm hearing no further requests to speak on this item. Is there a motion from commissioners to adopt a resolution finding that city officials continue to recommend social distancing and that the DOS commission will continue to meet by teleconferencing with opportunities for public participation?
4: I move
7: Devin.
0: Okay. Second. Second. Moved by uh, Commissioner Bick, uh, Bittner, uh, seconded by Commissioner Sklar. Uh, Madam Secretary, can you please take a roll call vote to approve the proposed resolution, making findings to allow teleconference
8: meetings.
1: President Knudsen, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Yeah. Yes. yes. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote? Looks like we may have lost. Oh, no, she just needs to unmute. Commissioner
0: Jung, can you hear us? she's trying to maybe get back on. Commissioner jung can you hear us? You want to signal whether you can?
9: If she's having trouble unmuting um, the host can unmute her.
1: She is unmuted so
0: We, we could, can we go ahead with the vote and try to resolve the. Um, sure thing, because we I, have enough uh, there, Commissioner John, can you hear us? Uh, okay.
1: Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Skalar, how do you vote? Yes. Uh, we have approval from all commissioners present. Uh, except for commissioner Jung who is having technical issues. All right. So I think, I
0: think we can move on with that. Cause we have more of a form, but if someone yes. can maybe contact. Um, John just to try to um, find out if we can resolve her technical issues. Um, but I, I'll go ahead and move move along here. Um, Item five is the executive director's
5: report. Okay, thank you. Um, Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm really happy to be here. And um, I hope you all had um, a restful and peaceful holiday last week. And I too would like to add my thanks to Elizabeth who has been really stellar and stepped in for us when we absolutely needed it And it just speaks to um, the amazing staff, not only here at DOS, but at the Human Services Agency. So thank you, Elizabeth. Um, In terms of my report, um, I have a few things. First of all, um, in partnership with the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing, we have launched a pilot program called the Collaborative Caregiver Support Team, uh, which was featured in the Chronicle last Saturday, I believe. Um, The Collaborative Caregiver Support Team uh, aims to stabilize individuals who are living in permanent supportive housing by connecting them to reliable in-home care. Both DOS and HSH are seeing a growing need to support formerly homeless San Franciscans with home care who often have complex health needs that can put their housing at risk. The pilot launched on November 1st in a selected supportive housing site in the South of Market neighborhood and will expand to an additional site in early January with more buildings coming online throughout the coming year. The pilot is focused on preventing a reoccurrence of homelessness and improving health outcomes by making it easier to enroll in IHSS and connecting to additional supports such as contract mode uh, IHSS that is provided by our partner Homebridge. San Francisco is unique in that it's the only county in the state that formerly structures its services on a tiered continuum of support, with Homebridge's agency based IHSS service model available for IHSS recipients who cannot coordinate their own care. Uh, Last month, I attended the National Adult Protective Services um, Association Conference, NAPSA. Several achievements were celebrated at that conference. Um, First, the AARPA funding, the first ever federal funding was distributed to states through the American Rescue Plan Act funding with the goal of supporting APS program operations. The um, Elder Justice Act reauthorization and modernization bill continues to make its way through Congress as part of the Build Back Better Act. Currently, the bill has funding set aside for APS operations, the long-term care ombudsman, medical legal partnerships and funding to address social social isolation. Um, Locally, uh, we continue We are continuing to plan in collaboration with the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing to launch our home safe program early next year. In partnership with the Institute on Aging, we will be providing intensive case management, eviction prevention services and long term transitions for individuals who are experiencing self neglect and who are residing in permanent supportive housing or congregate shelters. So um, it's really it's amazing that APS is finally being recognized by our federal government and um, there is funding for it. So in terms of federal updates, uh, the, for our ARPA funding, the California Department of Aging has given us preliminary information about our local allocation of American Rescue Plan Act funds. The preliminary allocation is $3.36 million for DOS. Funds are one-time only funds. Available for expenditure until September 30th, 2024. This means DOS will need to do some planning on how to best utilize limited funds. So this also means we have to be careful in program expansion or launching of new programs because we know the funds will eventually expire. Funds are for Older Americans Act programs, which typically means services for people 60 years and older. Older Americans Act programs include nutrition, legal services, transportation, health promotion, and ombudsman programs. We'll know more about the scope and the ability to use these funds when the California Department of Aging finalizes the use guidance and funding amounts in December, 2021. Acceptance of these funds will require an approval from the DOS commission. So um, staff will be back at January, February commission to get that approval and provide more details on how we intend to utilize the funds. Um, Okay. So in terms of our state updates, Governor Newsom appointed, I might've mentioned this at our last meeting, but I'm not sure. Governor Newsom appointed Kimberly McCoy Wade as the senior advisor on aging, disability, and Alzheimer's for the office of governor um, and appointed Susan Demore as the new director of the California Department of Aging. Um, She has an extensive background in policy work, so this is good news. Now I'd like to talk about um, locally the Dignity Fund Community Needs Assessment. First of all, uh, we have a community survey and the survey launched in 10 languages. Based on the discussion at the OAC meeting, we agreed to extend the survey through December 17th so that the survey will be live for three full weeks um, from Thanksgiving and over four weeks in total. In terms of community forums, we are hosting a total of 11 district-focused virtual forums and five in-person forums at sites throughout the city over the span of nearly three weeks from November 29th through December 15th. Participants may attend any event and um, and we're also having focus groups and we're hosting 15 focus groups, most of them virtual, but some in person with specific populations that we have identified with input from the service provider working group. These focus groups began on November 6th, 16th, and will end on December 16th. We at DOS staff has been working closely with service providers and other partners over the past few weeks to identify participants for each of these sessions. I will say that we've had two um, community forums so far, and while they were um, fairly well attended, we are not having as much of an uptick on the surveys. So um, commissioners, I would really encourage you to um, tell everyone you know um, that it's really important to um, complete the survey, because as you know, this is how we figure out our service allocation plan. And if you need more information, we are happy to give it to you. But in the past, we would go to community centers and help do the surveys. But now, given the time we're in, it's getting more complicated. So we really need everyone's help in um, getting folks to fill out the surveys, attend these events. So however you can participate would be greatly appreciated. Um, So we're doing vaccination clinics for the disability community. Lighthouse for the Blind is hosting a series of combination vaccination boosters and flu shot clinics. The event started last week and will run every Tuesday from one to four until December 14th. Boosters are available for people 18 and older and are by appointment only by calling the vaccine center, vaccine call center. Um, The last thing I wanna mention is our affordable housing report. Uh, This is in regards to the ordinance that was passed in 2020, establishing two new reports focused on affordable housing for older adults and people with disabilities. The first is the Housing Needs Overview Report. This provides a snapshot of existing city-funded affordable housing units, as well as units in the pipeline. And these were tracked by the Mayor's Office on Housing and Community Development. This report was completed in October and is due every year Um, except years when the needs assessment report is completed. So the housing needs assessment and production pipeline report is an analysis of senior and disability affordable housing needs and recommendations to address unmet needs and to support system coordination. That report is due next October 2022 and every third year after that. So, um, we will be socializing the first report, um, uh, in the upcoming months, which just is the snapshot report. And that's all I have, but just want to highlight again, we're deep in the community needs assessment, the dignity fund community needs assessment report. And we are asking for all hands on deck to help us, um, get people to complete the survey and participate. Thank you so much. Um
0: yeah, Commissioner Bittner, go ahead. Um, do you think you
2: can read the and Papa Denise? Okay?
5: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know that can, today. And I can put it out to people I know and stuff. Oh, you. that would be great. Thank you, Commissioner. hmm
0: and uh, yeah, I want to also just un- uh, thank you for everything you just said and all the all the work that's going on there, especially around um, the description around the work on homelessness, which I think a number of us probably saw an article in the Chronicle uh, highlighting a very unique program uh, that was good to read and and very proud to see that. Um, and I just want to also underline getting the survey answered uh, and attending community forums. It certainly uh, is appropriate for all of our commissioners to do that. I signed up and I I took the survey. So um, you know that you can start with that, of course. If and uh, and then let you be sure to tell your network of people to do so as well. Um, and we appreciate the work that was done. I know at the Dignity Fund. Uh, We asked for a little extra time just to make sure the holidays weren't getting in the way that it was. It's complicated because, of course, we also ask you to meet all the deadlines. (laughs) So so but uh, we did push it to the point we could. uh, So commissioners should realize that. Uh, we're trying to our best to get uh, during these unprecedented times uh, the, the word out about these surveys in certain ways. It's easier to answer because you can just ask your friend to do it online or friends or network or whatever. And also they can zoom into a community forum, which I think should should be adding maybe some new people to it. Um, mm-hmm. So it should, you know, we should be positive about that. Um, so, so. Thank you for all those efforts. Appreciate it. Any other comments from commissioners before we move on to uh, employee recognition? Anything else? Okay. Let's let's move
1: to um, go ahead, uh, Commissioner Secretary, with that item. Yeah, commissioners. Item six is the DOS employee recognition. Executive Director Dearman. President Knudsen and the DAS Commission will honor Ben Sideros, an analyst with Adult Protective Services.
5: Executive Director Dierman. Thank you. Um, So first, congratulations to Ben. Ben is one of um, those people who makes things happen. He is immensely talented and knowledgeable about the workings of the APS program and how the program interfaces with other program areas. Ben thinks very creatively, and when he is asked for input, he is apt to find novel ways to enhance a particular project. He is someone you can always count on, a great team member with fantastic ideas to share. Ben takes the time to explain new business processes and to support the larger team. Ben's opinions, ideas, and input have consistently helped San Francisco's APS program to thrive. Also. Been, um has been instrumental in making improvements to the database used by aps programs throughout northern california he is a true team player and he is quick to take on tasks that benefit all of aps he is actively involved with the aps administrative and leadership teams as well as being a champion of the city's trauma informed systems early adopters and the aps healing organization workgroup He is eager to offer assistance when special projects arise and quick to resolve program issues. He is thoughtful, kind, and respectful in all of his communications. Ben possesses all of the qualities that make for a stellar employee, including a very sharp mind, organizational skills, flexibility, knowledge, timeliness, and a team-centered attitude. It is a true benefit and pleasure to work with Ben. Thank you so much, Ben. Congratulations on behalf of all of us.
0: And again, on behalf of the commissioners, thank you so much for the work you do under one of the most difficult, I think, uh, areas to work in um, and everything that is being described to you as the kind of employee we would want working there. So thank you so much for that. And we appreciate seeing you today. I don't know if you wanted
10: to make any comments. I can see you. Uh, thank you. Um, I appreciate um, the recognition. Um, I know that, you know, it's been wonderful working here and um, supporting the team with, uh, with DOS and Adult Protective Services. Uh, it makes it very easy to be um, inspired to do your best when you see what um, the whole team is pulling for, with really, um, you know, helping people improve their livelihood and saving lives. Um, so I'm happy to be here, and I feel very fortunate. Um, and I also feel very glad that I'm wearing this mask, so you can't see how I'm getting a little red from the uh, <laughs> compliments. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Ben. Are there any other comments from the commissioners before I move on? No, but thank you so much for everything. Yeah, congratulations, Ben. Thanks for all your hard work. Commissioners, item seven is the advisory council report presented by the advisory council president, Diane Lawrence. Uh,
11: Good morning, commissioners and um, executive director Dearman going to report uh, today on two meetings, our October and our November meetings. Um, and in my report, I've broken out the key factors for each meeting, so it'll make it easier to understand. Um, we had um, no action items. Um, I wanted to start with membership and I wanted to share some sad news for the Advisory Council. Um, we lost in late October, one of our longtime uh, members, Betty Hammond. And mm-hmm. Mrs. Hammond was, um, had been on the Advisory Council since um, the mid-2000s. She had, she served on our uh, Joint Ledge Committee. She also was a member of the Senior Legislature. So she will be a hard act, uh, she'll be a, a hard to replace. Um, she, in her background, um, she had been a nurse, an instructor at Lone Mountain College, a social worker and a community advocate. And when I asked when we um, announced her passing to members of the, commu- uh, to members of the council, we received um, a number of uh, compliments and I just wanted to share key words, um, especially after listening to uh, Executive Director Dearman's comments on the employees of the month on the employee of the month. Um, People said that she gained, um, she used to attend some of the um, classes on aging at Cal. And when there were small group sharings, the group always said they learned so much from her. She had a clarity of thought and was tenacious. Um, She was great about clarifying things. She kept us on task. She was our uh, ex officio parliamentarian. Um, She was friendly, helpful, detail-oriented, persistent, positive, supportive, warm, enthusiastic, and patient. She also had a sense of style that we all looked forward to seeing her each month. So she is a commission appointee, so we will be looking to, um, we're trying hard to to replace her, although she's irreplaceable. So I just wanted to share that information with you. Um, We, we, continue to uh, work with the supervisors. Um, we haven't gotten any updates from Supervisors Melgar or Safai, although I've reached out with uh, Supervisor Safai's potential candidate, and the uh, information is filed. Um, we still have four. Uh, We've heard nothing from Supervisor Chan. Um, Supervisor Preston's Chief of Staff has been contacted a couple of times. Supervisor Ronan's staff was reminded of the vacancy um, at a meeting um, they had with one of our council members. And um, we're still waiting on Supervisor Walton and IO Executive Director Dearman, the list, uh, this list of names, and then the letters we have sent. And she has uh, graciously offered to contact the supervisors. Um, the um, At our October meeting, the excuse me, County Veteran Service Officer, Mr. Sims spoke um, to and with the council. So we updated the council on um, the counselors that are in the field and what are in the works for an outreach program um, in collaboration with the hub and DOS. And one of the things that struck me is it really became a conversation between the council and the um executive, um, the county service officer, because we're concerned about um, what we've seen at some of the site visits. Um, With the death of Mrs. Hammond, um, and just also the way the calendar works, the California senior legislature elections are next year. So I'll be bringing more information to the commission in January, seeking your help to get candidates, the candidates do not have to be on the advisory council. And we will have two openings, uh, one with the death of Mrs. Hammond and one uh, of our representatives uh, is not seeking reappointment. And just for background, CSL has been in place for 38 years and they have gotten 200 pieces of legislation passed on behalf of seniors and persons with disabilities. And we're developing an outreach program so that we can get a wide um, wide swath of, uh, possible candidates. Um, we had two reports on the dignity fund. Um, the first in October focused on the needs assessment and then, um, more details on the needs assessment in um, our November meeting. And as executive director Dearman outlined, just, um, dis- we discussed the majority of the forms will be virtual and then five throughout the city. Um, we made sure that all council members, had received both the information on the um, community forums, the uh, both virtual and in-person. We encouraged everyone to complete uh, questionnaires. We suggested to those who are in co- who represent their uh, supervisorial district to reach out the, to their board member, and um, actually in District 4, Supervisor Marr sent out uh, information to his constituent list um, about the needs assessment and their and the form. And I, too, like President Knudsen, have completed the questionnaire and will be attending district four's um, form tomorrow and then the following Friday, I signed up for one of the in-person ones as well. So we'll we'll keep pushing um, our member of the council to participate. Um, in October, the LGBTQ updates There's more money becoming available. So the office of AIDS is moving forward. We had no report in November. Um, Our senior housing ad hoc group, um, the discussions in October focused around uh, refining the report and the group was preparing for a meeting um, with directors Dearman and McSpadden um, to discuss their reactions uh, to the report. And in November, direct, Executive Director Dearman updated the group on the joint response between um, Directors Dearman and uh, McSpadden that we would have it prior to Thanksgiving, which we did. We continued our discussions on site visits. What do we do in this age of uh, pandemic? We decided that we would revisit the process in terms of in-person uh, visits once more sites are opened. Um, two weeks ago we were hoping that that would that February looked like a good time who knows what will happen now in the meantime we all agreed to complete an online site visit using the form we uh, developed last year so I should have a report on that in January and we will meet again on December 15th and we will begin planning for 2022 because we have a lot of mandated things to get done in the first quarter
0: All right. Well, thank, thank you so much. That was covered a lot of territory. Um, and I too had the honor of uh, working a little bit with um, Ms. Hammond during my time on the legislation committee. And uh, it was always a privilege um, to be with her. Um, so thank you for your uh, comments on that and um, appreciate and make note of, of um, what she contributed to us. Um, someone who is a role model because uh, she just sure. kept... Kept contributing um, for all of us, I think. <laughs> so, and and everything and did. she did was very meaningful. So, thank thank you for saying all of that about her. Um, and
11: we did it with the family.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so, I are there any other comments or questions from the commission about the work on the advisory council? Okay, then. Um, Why don't we have your uh, joint legislative report?
11: Okay, Uh, so yes, sorry. The governor had until October 10th to sign bills or to let them expire. Uh, We know we'll see some of those back next year. We some have already been reintroduced. We we begin another two year session in January. So the joint ledge committee um, monitored about 40 plus bills this year three were vetoed and those were paid family leave we we benefit amount and the governor's veto message which i've included in my report basically says um, he was concerned about the new costs uh, that would increase so that was a concern um, that they weren't included in the budget um, in the budget act but they'll look forward to continue partnership to look at um improving the family Paid family leave, weekly benefit amount. Um, second bill that was vetoed was AB 272 279, intermediate care facilities, and that was to prohibit um, um, ICFs or SNFs from terminating or making significant quality of care ch- uh, changes to its skilled nursing and supportive care services. The governor vetoed this because he was concerned that while he appreciated the the protection that the bill would offer to residents of ICFs and SNFs uh, from involuntary transfer, he was concerned about the unintended consequences for people it intends to serve, especially if a facility is just short of bankruptcy. And lastly, SB 675, property taxation, automated clearinghouse programs, This was one of the bills that the council supported, uh, which it would have authorized um, a board of supervisors to adopt um, a resolution ordinance to implement monthly property tax payment program. And he and the governor in his veto message said that there are basically um, existing options, both at the public and private level um, for uh, property owners who struggle to pay their bills. 14 were signed into law and uh the remaining number have all expired and as i said i'm sure we will see these back um, next year
0: okay that's thank you so much um are there any comments from the commission regarding the legislative report okay
1: then um We'll go ahead and call the item nine. Commissioners, item nine is the case report presented by Daniel Gallagher.
12: Good morning, Commissioners. Good morning, Executive Director Derman. Uh, so you, I think you have a copy of our case report um, for today. Uh, so yeah. it's, we didn't get um, it. Yes. The case study writing project. We're in the final editing processes of this pro of this project. Uh, the project committee and DOS uh, are reviewing the the final draft profiles of the eight organizations. Uh, we're doing this this week, and uh, and we have entered into an agreement with a design specialist for print and PDF layout. So we hope to distribute both print copies and PDFs to local and state government agencies, elected officials, foundations, public and private partners, and the affiliate nonprofits. We'll be meeting this Friday, actually, as we... um, to just determine the the buckets of, of those agencies and nonprofits, et cetera, that we need to distribute and how we will distribute this. We are looking at uh, dis- distribution date of the end of December or early January. I, I think at this point, we're looking at early January so we don't get into the kind of the, the, the chaos and the of the, of the holidays, so to speak. So I think we're looking at a, at a early January, uh, distribution on all of this. And if there are suggestions from the commission of, of, of any other, uh, entities that would, that you think, uh, we should distribute the PDF or the print versions of this, um, suggest that perhaps in a chat uh, box for me. And I can uh, and I'll I'll forward that to our committee on Friday. The case programming for the last uh, for November and December. um, In November, we had a presentation by SF Reserve on employee recruitment and retention um, during the pandemic. And then in December, we will uh give a preview of the writing project to the case membership and, and i believe um, there'll be a representative from dos at that as well the service provider working group uh, as i mentioned in the october meeting we were scheduled to meet on october 27th as part of the dignity fund coalition meeting that happened. Um, You can see the the needs um, that were identified by the service provider working group have not really changed since my last report to the DOS Commission and I I think some of those have been touched even in this meeting the importance and the challenges of hybrid work environments especially as the, the pandemic continues. I I, I think I I will say, as we as a service provider working group met with RDA on this so much of the needs seem to uh, be a result of of the pandemic and um, and how providers uh, needed to pivot services to meet those needs. And and I, I think the challenge here, um, for all of us, in fact, is how do we forecast what the needs are for the next four years, um, especially with um, while we're still in the midst of, of, of dealing with the pandemic, and, and how to provide services during during this time as well is really, really is a challenge to forecast that. Um, but, um, so you will note that that what the service provider working group provided to RDA is is really what we've been talking about for the last 6, 8, 12 months. Um, we did have our key informant interview with the case co chairs, with myself and, and Fiona Hinze on October 8th. Um, and uh, RDA consulted with the Dignity Fund how to make Zoom meetings more accessible. Case uh, and, and the Dignity Fund are sending email notices and links to community listening sessions and surveys as they become available. We are um, all the, all the service providers at this point are assisting their participants in completing those surveys and sending out as much information as we can about not only the surveys, but the community forums and the focus groups. Um, And then lastly, uh, both CASE and the Dignity Fund Coalition will provide updates um, and continue to promote the needs assessment process in their upcoming meetings. And the Dignity Fund meeting uh, is scheduled for today uh, from 2.30 to 4. And the case meeting is scheduled for December 13th from 3 to 5 p.m. And that concludes um, my brief report.
0: Okay, well, thank you, Mr. Gallagher. Are there any questions from um, other commissioners about the report? Um, hearing none, uh, we'll move along, but thank you for that. And I do think you've touched on a very important, many important topics, but one which is to note, and I think that's what we're grappling with, especially today, is um, th- how we start to work I- in this so unprecedented and uncertain future. Um, and I appreciate that you are always uh, talking about that and getting input from people. It's so It's so relevant and will be very helpful to the commission doing that. And uh, again, underlining, uh, thank you so much for getting uh, the information about answering our survey for the Dignity Fund and uh, getting people to uh, participate. So that's important this month, but also uh, just giving voice to how complicated all of our work is right now. Um, So that it's always interesting to hear from you. So thank you for that. We'll move on, I think, to item 10, public May comment. I ask a question? Yes, please, um, uh, Commissioner Swar. Yes, yes.
7: Uh, just really curious to what's been happening with the employment and recruitment because I've been in that system for the last six months and I've two out of three agencies tell me, and these are the for-profit ones, but they're saying they don't even have people to be interviewed for home care, et cetera, for... San Francisco citizens. And um, and I was in New York a month ago, and I was hearing the same thing from friends in aging and healthcare. And it sounds like it's a national issue. Or we have any ideas about how to recruit and how to get people maybe from elsewhere, or where to even find employees at this point for home services, homes with services. So I'm wondering if the report is looking at any of that.
12: Yeah, Uh, just from just from our experience, we have to cast a wide net. (laughs) It's uh, it's difficult Uh, uh, recruiting employees at this time is 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 really hard, Um, and retaining employees is is as as big of a challenge. Um, I I I think as necessary and and I, I you know our agency we mandated vaccinations um mm-hmm. and, and lost a couple of people because they didn't they decided not to get vaccinated so so and i think providers are are grappling with that 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 people decide either not to get vaccinated or or not to work in their current environment um mm-hmm. there is a um there 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 are so many needs to recruit employees so many employers um, there's, mm-hmm. there, there, it's almost there's not enough volume. Um, there's just a lot of competition for certain positions, whether those are clinical positions, or social work positions, or positions, as you just mentioned, people that are willing to go into the homes uh, of, of, of people that need help in their homes. Um, it's, 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 um, it's a difficult proposition. To tell you the truth, and so no answers yet. <laughs> there's no answers yet. I mean, I I I think one of the answers is if we can increase wages, that would be helpful. But I I, I think what complicates matters right now, and and I, I have I have firsthand experience with with this, as we are working uh, in a hybrid model, providing both in-person services whether that's in the center or in in homes and also virtual services it taxes the workforce uh, we have to increase either the hours and the number of people that are working and i believe you know most okay. of are dealing with that right now um, so it's it it, it it puts another layer of complexity but also another layer of need on top of of, of re, For recruitment and retention.
7: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
12: Yes. Okay. Well, I'll stay tuned. Just, just the chat. Thank lines.
0: you. Yes. Okay. Thank, thank you, Commissioner Sklar and and Mr. Gallagher. Um, if there are no other comments or questions from commissioners, then we'll move on to uh, calling item ten for public comment.
1: Commissioners, item 10 is public comment, an opportunity for members of the public to address the commission on matters that are not on today's calendar. Moderator, please open the phone line for public comment. We will allow some time for callers to submit their requests. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
1: Thank you, moderator. So we can move on to uh, item 11, which is old business. Commissioners, please indicate by raising your hand if there is any old business that you would like to discuss. I'm looking, I don't
0: think so. No, okay then th- thank you so much um commissioners the next agenda item is item 12 new business items a through k are action items that require a vote by the commissioner so starting with item a requesting authorization to enter into a new grant agreement with Visitation Valley Neighborhood Association for the provision of community services at 66 Raymond Avenue during the period November 1st, 2021 through June 30th, 2023 in the amount of $45,000 plus a 10% contingency for a total amount not to exceed $49,500. And Lauren McCaslin will present this item. And I see Lauren, welcome. <laughs>
13: Good morning.
14: president Yes. Can I ask a general question for all of our new business as we get started? Um, Of course. My question is that most of these are modifications to grants and can uh, um, Executive Director Dearman or maybe the the presenters, where did these extra dollars come from? I'm just trying to connect the dots of does this from one of the CARES acts or I'm just trying to connect the dots in my head of um, these additional dollars that we are seeking to approve today. Mm
0: -hmm. Executive Director Dearman, do you have? I will have
5: that answer in about two minutes. Hold on please.
0: Okay thank you. It's a good question as we all try to understand how this works and and really helps to have transparency around it so thank you for the question. Um, We're on item A and if it's all right we'll go ahead with If that's all right, Uh, yeah, with um, Ms. McCaslin's uh, presentation.
13: All right. Good morning, commissioners and executive director Dearman. My name is Lauren McCaslin, and I'm a program analyst with DOS. I'm seeking your approval to enter into a new grant with Visitation Valley Neighborhood Association for the provision of community services at 66 Raymond Avenue. The funding is provided through the board of supervisors add back process to enhance offerings for older adults and adults with disabilities in visitation valley visitation valley neighborhood association has provided services to the community since 2014. program participants are mostly low-income monolingual chinese-speaking residents of district 10. activity offerings under this grant will include walking singing art latin and line dancing and tai chi classes classes will be offered weekly monday through sunday and while most classes will be offered in person some will be held virtually due to the pandemic i'm happy to answer any questions you have at this time
0: okay do we have any questions from the commission uh uh, commissioner (laughs) jung uh i think yeah go ahead we can't quite hear you. Does it help to just even turn up the video, the audio, like your microphone might just
1: need to be turned up? I know that uh, Commissioner Jung has been on the phone with our IT department. I think it's yes. a bit more complicated than that, unfortunately. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, we could use the chat if she had a question.
0: Yeah, that's completely um, appropriate. So commissioner yes. Zhang, if you wanted to ask a question in chat, and otherwise, do we have any questions from other commissioners? Uh, commissioner Lum.
6: Uh, just uh, uh, one question since, uh, you know, we, we had, you know, we had a commission that deals primarily with. People with disability and and those who are aging. And you mentioned some of the programs, one of the programs that kind of struck uh, struck out at me was the fact that you mentioned lion dancing. That is definitely not something that a senior can do, that is something that only youngsters do it (laughs) because I did it when I was a youngster. So uh, this
13: this contract and their current program participants are older adults and adults with disabilities. So uh, they do modify the programs and they work with the participants to make sure that they are, um, you know, doing them in a safe way uh, and modifying it so that everyone that would like to can participate.
6: Thank you.
0: and I had a question from uh, Ms. McCaslin. Um, it, it, I know this is new funding for the program. Have these, pro, have this, has this program been in existence, and we're finally able to assist it with funding, or is it, will it be providing brand new services for people? And, and this is significant, isn't it, because we're in a uh, population area that we've been uh, trying to uh, serve more adequately, isn't? That,
13: that, that's the significance of this funding, isn't it? So this organization uh, has, has yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, answer. Yeah. This organization has um, provided some of these services um, before, uh, but now we're able to support the services with DOS funding. So mm-hmm. this is um, allowing them to increase the activities uh, and program support that they can provide to the participants
0: that's what I thought right I and mean, it's an it's an area that we're trying to uh, serve more uh, provide more services to right that's correct yes in district 10 in district 10 right um okay anything else and I don't know if commissioner Jung was able to communicate a question or not um uh, can you hear me better now yes yes
2: okay okay I just made an adjustment able to connect to speaker so um, I have basically, and I'm sorry, I was totally distracted. So if you already answered these questions, let me know. Um, my first question, I noticed that this was, uh, the selection was done through um, a informal bid process. And I, I was wondering, you just tell me a little bit about it. I, I'm not familiar with what does that mean in terms of an informal bid process?
13: Um, so an an informal bid doesn't go through um, a standard RFP process and I'll see if um, the contract manager, Anise, has any other information she would like to provide about what the differences are. Hi everyone,
15: I'm Anise Lacevito. I'm the contract manager um, helping Lauren with this contract. Um, So the informal bid, what normally this is about is that there is a dollar threshold that uh, that it would be under. So the moment, I believe it's like I think it's $129,000. So once we hit that threshold, we turn it into a formal solicitation, which would be the RFP. So this, because this is the dollar amount that is a little bit uh, lower, um, okay, that's that's why it's considered an, an informal bid versus the formal RFP solicitation. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thanks for clarifying.
2: And then. Um, I noticed this is a new grant at, for um, the Viz Valley Neighborhood Association. So how was this need identified at this, this service was needed? Because this is a brand new grant, brand new service being provided at this location.
13: That's correct. So uh, this need was identified um, through the Board of Supervisors add back process. So oh, okay. it was okay. identified through that as a need um, at 66 Raymond Avenue. Okay, great, thanks. And then um, I didn't notice that there was any
2: language uh,
13: capacity uh,
2: that's um, included as part of uh, the staff that's being in terms of you know the the uh, uh, community being served that there would be some language needs potentially.
13: Uh, yeah. So the in the scope of services, um, part of the requirement is that the staff does meet the cultural. Um, you know, meet the community that they are serving. So uh, it is expected and the the staff do um, meet the language needs that the participants um, at that center have. So most of the staff uh, speak either Chinese or Cantonese, okay. or Cantonese Great. or Mandarin, All right. excuse me. Okay,
0: thank,
2: thank you.
8: Okay,
0: thank you, Commissioner Zhang. Any other questions from
5: commissioners about agenda item A? Um, President Knudsen, can I um, make a comment now in response to uh, Vice President Spears? Um, Yes. Okay, so on the first page of all of the um, the memos, there is a funding source that's listed towards the bottom. And um, so it'll say county, state, federal, contingency, or total. And so like for this item A, it's, I think it's the contingency. Um, So the funding was already there. And then they're just using the contingency. This is the additional, the 10% contingency.
14: Do you see that? that Yes. So, okay. So that, Mm -hmm. so this was, okay. So uh, yes, that, that I read. I just didn't know if this was part of the CARES Act or anything of that nature that was bringing us additional dollars. Um, and how those were being distributed, but yes, I I read that part. So yes. Yeah. It no, continues. I know
5: you do. I'm not trying to say that. You oh no, no, no.
14: Understand <laughs> that I'm not saying. <laughs> so it's just more of the same from where the sources are coming from. Got it. Yes. But I think Oops. when we start getting more into the federal
5: funds, that's when we'll really start seeing this ARPA funding. Here all but um, for many of these today, I think it's county funds, the contingency, but they're all different. So, anyway. got it. Okay, perfect. And okay. I'm Sunday. not totally crazy. All right, Maybe thank you're you. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> thank
0: you. Okay, thank, thank you very much. Um, then I think, unless we have any other questions or comments from commissioners, we'll move on to uh, calling for public
1: comment on agenda item A. Moderator, please open the phone line for public comment on Agenda Item A. We will allow some time for callers to submit their requests. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
0: Okay, right hearing here. no further requests to speak on the item, we'll close public comment. Uh, is there a motion from commissioners to approve item A? I move. Moved move by Commissioner Jung. Do we have a second? Second. Uh, okay, Vice Water President second. Um, uh, Madam Secretary, can we please take a roll call vote to approve item
1: A? President Knudsen, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Yeah. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Aguilar, how do you vote? Yes. The motion is approved. Okay, thank you so much.
0: Uh, Commissioners, the next order of business is agenda item B and also requires a vote by the commissioner. By the Commission uh, requesting authorization to modify the existing grant agreements with multiple providers for the provision of SF connected program for the period of November 1st, 2021 through June 30th, 2023 in an additional amount of $500,506 plus a 10% contingency for a revised total amount not to exceed $3,186,601 and Palo Salto will present the item um i can see mr
16: salta welcome <laughs> hello am i coming across just fine
0: yes okay, yes perfect great yeah.
16: good morning commissioners Hearing now. <laughs> uh, good morning commissioners. executive director gearman my name is Paula salta analyst with the office of community partnerships i will first provide a bit of background on the sf connected program recent developments and then end with what this this allocation of dollars will fund. SF Connected was established in 2011 through a broadband technologies and opportunities program grant from the National Telecommunications and Information Administration. This enabled the creation of 50 computer labs across San Francisco for older adults and adults with disabilities. These labs reside in senior and community centers, affordable and supportive housing sites, an adult day program, or Alzheimer's daycare resource centers. These dollars also granted digital literacy training through community based organizations. The city then supported the continuation of the program through general funds. Now during COVID all SF connect grantees pivoted like all other organizations to continue the purpose of the grant and to bridge the digital divide for our unconnected consumers. All eight grantees in the program worked to make sure that we provide a device for those that don't have one Connection to the internet and continued digital literacy virtually so older, adult, older adults and adults with disabilities can join the connected community and receive essential resources that maintain their well being. For fiscal year 2021, the program has provided over 7,000 digital literacy training hours, 161 hours of tech support, served 1,029 consumers, and distributed 406 devices. Now on the modifications. These modifications are funded through the board of supervisors ad process with the intention of increasing devices, training capacity and stabilizing internet connection for older adults and adults with disabilities. These funds will allow community living campaign to increase their digital literacy training capacity in Chinese and Spanish, increasing their training hours by 1173 units tech support by 80 units and reach 115 new consumers. They will also procure 50 tablets with data plans for unconnected consumers. Additional journal funds will also allow the stabilization of the neighborhood tech connections director position within the agency. CLC has grown massively over the past few years and the services they offer has grown with the increasing need in the community. This position directly oversees all programs and operations related to tech training and support. Community tech network will utilize these funds to procure 188 tablets and all associated peripherals to be distributed to our unconnected consumers. Conard House will use these funds to update and build the broadband infrastructure at eight supportive housing sites. This will allow 448 units to be connected to fast and reliable internet. They will also procure 50 tablets to build a device lending library that would be available to all Conard residents. Lastly, self-help for the elderly, will use these funds to administer the connection, health, aging and technology chat tablet program. DOS has received 138 iPads from the California Department of Aging for older adults and adults with disabilities. They will be the lead in making sure that all CDA program requirements are followed, policies and procedures are created to equitably distribute the devices And provide continued digital literacy training and support for all program participants that concludes my presentation i seek your approval on this modification and i'm open to answering any questions the commission may have
0: okay great thank you mr salta um are there any comments or questions from the commission
14: one comment this is um this is excellent uh we all know we need to be connected i think broadband is like water and um and I'm happy that the the we're adding back these dollars um I just have one question um do we anticipate that we'll get additional dollars from cda um given I'll call it the money that's flowing at the federal and state level and if so by when
16: I don't have the direct answer to that but we all know that it's coming um to my level I, I I'm not aware of when it can happen um, but I know for sure that CDA is fully looking into expanding services in this space. Um, right now, what I can speak to is, um, of course, increasing the um, the kind of the tech chat program. Um, they're also infusing a lot more dollars to support tech training. So they're, um, as a state agency, looking into vendors statewide that would serve triple A's throughout the whole state. So there's that in my level right now, but I know and I can hear that more dollars are coming down the pipe.
14: Thank you, Mr. Salta.
0: Okay, uh, Commissioner Jung.
2: Yes, um, I totally agree uh, that the service uh, is really important, and it's, it's. I'm really pleased to see that we're able to get this additional uh, devices and services. Um, I just have more of a process question. Um, I n- noted that the the specific modifications are listed in the cover, but in terms of looking at the attached attendance for the um, different organizations, there's no specific information that that talks about the modification. So um, how does, or what, how does that, in terms of monitoring to make sure that the services are provided as stated, um, you know, how does that work in terms of
16: you know, keeping it in writing and the monitor and, and so forth? Right. Um, so the SF Connect portfolio, we have eight different grantees in it. Um, all of them have a different business model, but we do try to keep a standard across the scope of services through Appendix A. Um, a lot of the main services, the training hours, tech support hours, some of this funding mm-hmm. is increasing that capacity. So we're able to track that through... Our get care platform and through the variance reports, oh, okay. that they have to report okay. um, monthly. Um, the other aspect of it, the devices, it's ongoing. Um, as a lead um, analyst for the SF Connected program, I monitor that myself. Um, we have I have open communication with our grantees, and at the end of every year, there will be an ad hoc report where they'll let the department know how many devices they've they've actually successfully deployed. Um, You know things always change um we also need to assess the eligibility of folks receiving devices so it's a lot of work just trying to find folks that are eligible for the program so at the end Mm -hmm. of the year that's when we get the actual number of devices that were deployed for that fiscal year okay for an ad hoc report sorry
2: (laughs) okay okay thank you thanks for clarifying yep okay any
0: other questions from commissioners on this item um then
1: madam secretary do we have anyone from the public who uh, wishes to comment on agenda item b moderator please open the line for public comment on agenda item b we will allow some time for callers to submit their request moderator do we have any callers in the
3: queue madam secretary there are no callers in the queue
0: all right, then hearing no further requests to speak on the item, we'll close public comment. Is there a motion from commissioners to approve uh, item B? I um, I got three voices at once. I'm going to recognize commissioner Bittner as, as moving. And I I think uh, vice president Spears seconded. So thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, sec, Madam secretary, can you please take the roll call vote to approve item B?
1: President Knutsen, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Yes. Yeah. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote? Yes. Yeah. Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Sklar, how do you vote?
6: Yes. Yeah.
1: The motion has been approved.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Commissioners. The next order of business is Agenda Item C and also requests a vote by the Commissioners. Uh, Please, uh, requesting authorization to modify the existing grant agreement with the behavior Bahamian Equity Center BEC for the provision of the community services program for the period of July first, 2021 through June 30, 2023 in the additional amount of $198,130 plus a 10% contingency for a revised total amount not to exceed $1,405,135 and uh, Mr. Salto will present this item. Welcome, Thank you
16: again. commissioner. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Paul Salta, an analyst with the Office of Community Partnerships. Um, this modification is funded again through the Board of Supervisors back process and will allow the hiring of a full-time caseworker that will primarily focus on housing assistance within the community services program. Bayanihan Equity Center has experienced an increase in demand for housing assistance in the last two years. in FY 1920 twenty four percent of all social services units were for housing assistance, the top service category. And in FY 2021, it went, up, it went up to 27%. The housing case worker will handle complicated housing needs that include support for eviction defense in collaboration with legal organizations, tenant assi- tenant's rights, housing application assistance, post lottery assistance, and advocacy around housing vouchers. These funds will increase social services hours by 600 units activity scheduling by 150 units, translation by 300 units, enhanced outreach by 35 units and reach 75 new consumers. Services are available in person at 1010 Mission Street, of course following safety guidelines, and by phone with email follow-ups when appropriate. By any equity center went through a program monitoring in FY2021 and were deemed compliant. That concludes my presentation. I seek your approval on this modification. I'm open to answering any questions the commission may have.
0: Great, thank you so much. Um, Do we have any uh, questions from commissioners on this item? Okay. Um, I I guess I had one question just about, you you definitely answered sort of my question about it was specific housing. Has the center always addressed housing issues, or is this a a, a relatively new need? Uh, are again, are we uh, able to fund thing, uh, something that they've, you know, or do they identify an, an, a particularly higher need for housing in this? for the
16: center. They've always provided housing assistance through, through the community mm-hmm. services program. Um, and it's really just expanding their capacity to serve and focus one worker for housing needs because it's exponentially has increased for that for that organization. But mm-hmm. they've always uh, they've always provided housing assistance through social services.
0: But to help people connect to the housing services that they they, they need. need. Exactly. And where is this uh where is
16: Tantan Mission? Just It's Soma, around Powell Soma area. Um, and by any hand Equity Center, they've worked with housing um, affordable housing sites around their neighborhood. Um, they've always tapped into um, with regards to other social services needs, where social services service social services are not available in particular housing sites. So they really have a network, a great relationship with other housing providers and SROs in the neighborhood there.
0: Okay, great. Thank you so much. Just for um, my own information. And I do understand uh, that area. And I I thought it was in that area. I just wanted to clarify that. So thank you. Um, Any other questions from commissioners before we move on to public comment on agenda item C? And let's move on to that. Uh, Does anyone
1: from the public who wishes to comment on agenda item C? Moderator, please open the phone line for public comment on agenda item C. We will allow some time for callers to submit their requests. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
1: Thank All you. right, hearing
0: no further requests to speak on the item, I will close public comment. Is there a motion from commissioners to approve item C? I'm
16: I move. seeing
0: a mo- moved by uh, Commissioner Jung, a second by Commissioner Lum, thank you. Um, Madam Secretary, can you please take a roll call vote to approve item C?
1: President Knutson, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Scalar, how do you vote? Yes. The motion is approved okay great thank you so much um
0: commissioners the next order of business is agenda item d and also requires a vote by the commission requesting authorization to modify the existing grant agreement with self-help for the elderly for the provision of adult day program services for older adults and adults with disabilities for the period of July 1st, 2021 through June 30th, 2024 in the additional amount of $425,973 plus a 10% contingency for a revised total amount not to exceed $861,270. And Teresa Ballesteros will present this item. I'm. Do we see Teresa? Yes, I do. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs>
9: good morning, Commissioners and Executive Director Dearman. My name is Teresa Bowles. And
0: can you turn up your volume just a little bit?
9: Okay. Can, you can you hear me?
0: Yes, okay, maybe a little closer. Yeah. Okay. Good morning. Okay.
9: Okay. Um, good morning, Commissioners and Executive Director Dearman. My name is Teresa Ballesteros and I am an analyst with the Office of Community Partnerships. We're seeking your approval to modify this grant for self-help for the elderly for the provision of adult day services at 408-22nd Avenue. This modification is from additional funding provided through the ADBAC process for District 1. Self-help for the Elderly, Adult Day Services includes an adult day program, adult day health care, and Alzheimer's Daycare Resource Center. We currently fund their Adult Day Program and Alzheimer's Daycare Resource Center. The services provide opportunities for socialization, activities, personal care, and supervision to support community living for older adults and adults with disabilities, as well as respite for their families and caregivers. The population served is primarily low income, minority, monolingual, or bilingual Chinese speaking clients. Self-help adult day services are currently being provided in a hybrid model in person and remotely to meet in-person centered care needs. The modification will be used to hire an additional social worker and a rehabilitation aid, increase therapy hours for speech therapists and to support therapy hours for the center's physical therapist and occupational therapist. With these additional staff support, the adult day services will be able to provide an additional 1500 hours of services annually to program participants. I'm
0: happy to answer any questions you have at this time. Okay, thank, thank you so much. Are there any questions or comments from the commissioners on agenda item D? Uh, Commissioner Zhang.
2: Um I have basically two questions. Um, one is um, I noticed that the amount of the modification is much higher than the original grant amount. Which is unusual in terms of grant modification. Can you explain or give a little bit of background as to why that is?
9: Um, it's, well, they're hiring several positions. Um, and then mm-hmm. there's also additional funding from MOHCD of $100,000 annually to, um, okay. to also provide additional funding.
2: Okay. So basically, because there was additional funding, you can. Basically, increased services is that kind of the reason why that was able to happen.
9: Um, I don't have the answer to that, but I can find out. Okay, (laughs) all right. Okay.
2: The other question I had is, I noticed um, uh, as you had presented uh, that this will the uh, modification will allow for additional uh, fifteen hundred hours of uh, ADP services. I noticed that um, the, however, that the number of consumers being served is the same. It's just that the hours are going to be increased.
9: Yes. And it's, I think it's also because, um, because of the hybrid model, they're doing it at um, a reduced capacity, for instance, like in person, um, pre COVID. They had a daily average of in-person of 65 participants per day, but because um, in-person they have to be at a modified or reduced capacity and right Mm. now they're doing an average of 30 persons um, daily with a maximum Uh, of 38 per day um, with social distancing.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, great. All right, fine. Thank you. Thanks for clarifying.
0: Any other questions from other commissioners? Then I had a question too just to get a, a sort of a picture of of this because now we're talking about a hybrid model for respite care and that seems so um challenging. <laughs> so um one would think respite care was where you could go to the center and and now you're trying to do that virtually. Are there more people requesting requesting that service virtually so are we you sort of answered that question by saying there are a lot less people at the center but can you give us kind of a, a just a sense of of how the service is being provided at this point oh so the remote services um include the virtual zoom
9: exercise weekly covid-19 checks telephonic health monitoring weekly frozen meal deliveries and um, for the respite for the caregivers they just give Virtual caregiver support groups, and then they also deliver PPE supplies and activity
0: packets for the participants to do at home.
17: Mm-hmm. So a
0: lot of the respite care is being handled virtually. Yeah. we've adapted it's, to that. Okay.
9: Yeah, it's mostly just for um, for support for for the caregivers.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that just to give us a sense of how that how that's working out yeah. that's interesting. Um, all right, anything else from other commissioners? Questions on this item? Then um then, Madam
1: Secretary, do we have anyone from the public who wishes to comment on agenda item D? Moderator, can you please open the line for public comment on agenda item D? We will allow some time for callers to submit the request. Thanks. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
0: Okay, great. Uh hearing no further request to speak on the item, we'll close public comment. Is there a motion from our commissioners to approve item D? Um from moved by Vice President Spears, a second from second. Commissioner I John. Thank you. Um Madam Secretary, can you please take a roll call vote to approve item D?
1: President Knutson, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Lum, how do you vote?
6: Yes.
1: Commissioner Sklar, how do you vote? Yes. The motion has been approved.
0: Okay, great. Thank you so much. Commissioners, the next order of business is agenda item E, And requires a vote by the commission. It's requesting authorization to modify the existing grant agreements with multiple providers for the provision of increased staffing support for the LGBTQ compassionate services for the period July 1st, 2021. Through June thirtieth, twenty twenty three, in the additional amount of two hundred and seventy-four thousand six hundred thirty-eight dollars, plus a ten percent contingency for a revised total amount not to exceed two million four hundred and thirty-one thousand three hundred and six dollars. And Fanny Lapitan will represent the item. And I see Ms. Lapitan. Welcome. Good
18: morning. Good morning, Commissioners and Executive Director Darman. Again, I'm Fanny Lapitan, uh, Program Manager with the Office of Community Partnerships. Um, thank you for your time today. We are requesting authorization to modify uh two of our existing mm-hmm. grants, uh, one with Curry Senior Center and then the other one with Shanti Project. Um, both will increase staffing support to their LGBTQ services. Um the funds that uh are we, we're using to modify these are, are coming from the mayoral, mayoral enhancement as well as CODB increases. Um, So I'll start with uh, Curry Senior Center. We have multiple contracts with them, but Uh, The one we're modifying is their community services program. Um, That program offers a variety of activities and services to older adults and adults with disabilities. The program helps them uh, stay active and engaged with the community while also enhancing their mental and physical well-being. The community service program provides activities like um, educational presentations, social events, exercise classes, and support groups. Um, Translation services are also provided there to those who need assistance, uh, filling out forms, applications, or translating letters for individuals. Um, And in addition, social services uh, connections are also offered, which includes information and referral, uh, wellness checks, medical escort, and uh, emotional support by phone or in person. The the Curry Senior Center located in District 6 serves a diverse group of participants, including the LGBTQ plus community. And then our other contract uh, with Shanti Project, uh, which is also in District 6, uh, they have an isolation prevention services for LGBTQ plus older adults and adults with disabilities. That program provides supportive services to address the emotional, behavioral health and social isolation challenges faced by the LGBTQ community. Uh, The program offers care navigation that includes uh, information and referral assessments, They do care coordination, Uh, they match client volunteer peer supports, they have drop-in services um, and support groups uh, as well. Uh, Their peer support uses volunteers to outreach and connect with uh, those who may be reluctant to seek traditional health and social services. Um, And then the program also offers support programming that includes activities like um, long-term HIV survivors groups. Uh, trans and gender non-conforming Zoom meeting. uh, I think it's called Ageless. Uh, They do yoga. They have movie day, holiday celebrations, uh, group outings. They also have uh, meditation, grief, and loss counseling. Um, So the modification to these contracts that we're requesting authorization for uh, will add funding to help increase staff in order for the programs to really meet the increased needs of participants as a result of the pandemic. Uh, We know that the pandemic has roughly doubled the number of individuals seeking services from Curry Senior Center and Shanti, and that staff time and needed resources has drastically grown because of the need to take COVID precautions and um, even provide services remotely. Uh, the additional funding uh, for Curry will help uh, will help to add one staff, specifically an LGBT program manager, who will be responsible for program design, implementation, and supervision of uh, programming specific to LGBTQ participants. <clears throat> Examples of those programs uh, will would include quarterly outings. Um, they have uh, trans and. Gen- Trans and gender non-conforming social and support services. Uh, they have a. They will have a LGBT women's program, um, and then they'll have annual social celebrations uh, planned for uh, LGBTQ uh, LGBTQ participants, and then. For uh, Shanti, the additional funding will help them add one more uh, care care navigator uh, who will conduct the intake, follow-up, ongoing assessment, information referral, uh, that care coordination, peer support matching, and and support group facilitation. Uh, This additional care navigator will really help increase capacity to serve more clients at Shanti. Um, Additional funding for both of these contracts will really help increase staffing support uh, that that will address gaps in services uh, for the LGBTQ plus community um, who face higher rates of social isolation, depression, and and anxiety among San Franciscans. Um, So with that, um, I'd be happy to answer any question the commissioners may have. Okay,
0: great. Thank you so much, Ms. Lapitan. Are there any uh, comments or questions from the commission? Okay, hearing none. Um, uh, did I hear some question? Okay, um, Madam Secretary, do we have anyone from the public who wishes to comment on
1: agenda item E? Moderator, please open the phone line for public comments on agenda item E. We will allow some time for callers to submit their request. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: Madam secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, Hearing no further request to speak on the item we will close public comment. Uh, Is there a motion from commissioners to approve item E? So moved. Uh, From commissioner Sklar and a second from Commissioner Lum. Thank you. Uh, Madam Secretary,
1: can we please take a roll call vote to approve item E? President Knuthin, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. yes. Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Yeah. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Scholar, how do you vote? Yes. The motion is approved. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much,
0: commissioners. Um, The next order of business is agenda item F and requires a vote by the commission requesting authorization to modify the executive existing grant agreements with multiple providers for the provision of Aging and Disability Resource Centers, ADRC, for the period of July 1, 2021 through June 30, 2024, in the additional amount of $313,525, plus a 10% contingency for a revised total amount, not to exceed $2,835,467. And Sarah Hoferberg will present this item. And I will, this is Melissa, ah. I
8: will actually present for Sarah. Unfortunately, she had a last minute conflict.
0: All right. Thank you, Ms. McGee,
8: okay. for substituting and welcome. Sure. So, um, good morning, President Knudsen, Commissioners, Executive Director Gearman. My name is Melissa McGee. I'm a program manager with the Office of Community Partnerships. I'm here today to ask your approval. Uh, of the Grant and Budget Modification for the Provision of Aging and Disability Resource Centers, referred to as ADRCs. The ADRCs ADRCs serve as a one-stop shop for information, referral, assistance, and translation services throughout San Francisco. There are 13 community ADRCs in 11 districts, as well as the DOS Benefits and Resource Hub. The purpose of this modification is to increase language capacity, specifically Chinese and Spanish, to meet demand from consumers. These staffing additions will have a significant impact on supporting consumers to access linguistically appropriate services closer to home and relieve some burden on other ADRCs to which consumers travel to access language-specific services. Uh, We're modifying three, Uh, the Mission Neighborhood Center will use the funds to increase both Spanish and and Chinese language capacity, which will have a significant impact supporting language needs in District 9. Unlock will use funds to increase Chinese language capacity in District 8. And Self-Help for the Elderly will use funds to increase Chinese language capacity with the additional staff person supporting needs and decreasing wait times in districts three, four and seven. And um, these language needs uh, were identified through data collection and analysis of our consumer requests, visits to the ADRCs and service units. Uh, Monitoring for these programs was conducted in June 2021. All were in compliance with contract terms, no findings or corrective actions. Um, and I'm happy to any answer any questions.
0: Okay. Thanks. Um, Ms. McGee, are there any questions from commissioners or comments on agenda item? Okay. Hearing seeing none, um, moderator, can you please open the phone line for public
1: comment on agenda item F? We will allow some time for callers to submit their requests. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
1: Okay, great. Um, hearing no further requests to speak
0: on the item, we'll close public comment. Is there a motion from commissioners to approve item F? I move that we approve item F. Okay, thank you. Uh, it's been- a second. And a second by Commissioner Jung. Thank you. It was moved by Commissioner Bittner. Um Uh, Madam Secretary, can you please take a roll call vote to approve item F?
1: President Knudsen, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Yeah. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Yes. Commissioner Sklar, how do you vote? Yes. The motion has been approved. Thank you. Okay.
0: Thank you, Commissioners. Um, The next order of business is Agenda Item G, and also requires a vote by the Commission, requesting authorization to modify the existing contract agreement with JUMP Technologies for the provision of access to the Automated Data Management and Reporting System for Adult Protective Services, APS, and Clinical and Quality Improvement Unit, CQI, known as LEAPS, for the modification period of July 1st, 2021 through June 30th, 2025, in the additional amount of $177,255 plus a 10% contingency for a revised total amount not to exceed $873,131. And uh, Rhea Mercado is here to present that item from the DOS staff. Yes, I see you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs>
4: Good morning, Commissioners and Director, Chairman. My name is Ria Mercado. I am the Director of Quality Management Services and Nurse Manager for the Clinical and Quality Improvement Unit. I am also a public health nurse. I am also representing this item on behalf of my colleague Aquiles Ceron, Director of Adult Protective Services. We are requesting authorization to enter into a contract modification with Job Technology Services to allow us to enhance our services to older adults and adults with disabilities who are at risk of abuse, neglect, self neglect, exploitation, and premature institutionalization. The purpose of this contract modification is twofold. First, to enable jump technology services to create a dashboard that can be used by the aps program leadership to monitor changes in client safety and stability while ensuring that our standards are practiced consistently across units so that our constituent can expect the same level of service regardless of their district language and location SECOND TO ena- ENABLE JUMP TECHNOLOGY SERVICES TO DEVELOP AND IMPLEMENT A CUSTOMIZED VERSION OF THE lips PLATFORM IN WHICH IT WILL GRANT ACCESS TO THE CLINICAL AND QUALITY IMPROVEMENT UNIT, REGISTERED NURSES AND PUBLIC HEALTH NURSES, AND THE GOAL IS TO STREAMLINE REFERRAL PROCESS TO THE PUBLIC HEALTH NURSES. IT IS ALSO TO ALLOW FOR CLINICAL TRIAGING. PRIORITIZATION OF RESPONSE FOR REFERRALS AS WELL AS FOR ACCESS TO SHARED CLIENTS FILES. ADDITIONALLY THE SYSTEM WILL ALSO ALLOW CQI NURSES TO CONDUCT DOCUMENTATION AND CHARTING DURING HOME VISITS. THIS CONCLUDES MY PRESENTATION AND THANK YOU FOR THE OPPORTUNITY.
0: OKAY, GREAT. THANK YOU SO MUCH. ANY QUESTIONS FROM OUR COMMISSIONERS OR COMMENTS ON THIS AGENDA ITEM? I don't I don't see any I pardon me for being an old techie here for <laughs> I had a question uh it, it you were implying and it seemed from my reading that we were getting some improvements uh with and you're actually changing uh softwares I guess is an easy way to say it uh is were you including those improvements in your presentation or there's anything else that you'll be getting out of this newer system that we should know about. What are, you, what are you excited about getting from this system, I guess, as a person who might use it? For CQI,
4: what's I'm really excited about is it's really customized to the need of public health nurses who are working in social services. Mm-hmm. The platform that we used when we first started in 2015 was really based on home health agency. So there's a lot of billing and necessary um, documentation that does not reflect what we actually do. So I'm very excited to be able to have a new platform that will identify who are we serving, what are we serving them for, and the positive outcomes that we are creating or making a difference or addressing during our clinical consultation with many of our social services within DAS
0: okay great no thank you i'm glad you could answer that i had a hunch you could answer that question i'm glad <laughs> to hear that i know how important it is to be able to use use software so thank you and i also was uh interested in me uh, that you were requesting to be uh have uh soji data included in in that which i think will be another improvement so that that's great um okay anything else from other commissioners any questions or comments Otherwise, we'll move on to a request for a public comment on this
1: agenda item. Moderator, please open the phone line for a public comments on agenda item G. We will allow some time for callers to submit their request. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
1: Okay, great. Um,
0: Then hearing no further requests to speak on the item, we will close public comment. Uh, Is there a motion from the commissioners to approve item G? I I I think I heard uh, commissioner Bittner first and I might've heard, I think uh, commissioner Sklar was a second. Um, Madam secretary, can you please take a roll call vote to
1: approve item G? President Knutson, how do you vote? Yes. Vice president Spears, how do you vote? I heard the last part of the. Okay, great, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Scalar, how do you vote? Yes. The motion has been approved. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. Um, Commissioners, the next
0: order of business is agenda item H, and requires a vote by the Commission uh, requesting authorization to modify the existing grant agreements with Central Latino de San Francisco for the provision of nutrition services. It would be congregate nutrition services for older Americans, congregate nutrition services for adults with disabilities, and home delivered meals, HDM, nutrition services for older adults for the period of July 1st, 2021 to June 30th, 2025, in the additional amount of $581,592, plus a 10% contingency for a revised total amount not to exceed $5,007,244. And Sarah Chan will present
17: this item and I see Ms. Chan, so welcome. Thank you. Good morning, commissioners, executive director, dear men. My name is Sarah Chan nutritionist from uh, Office of Community Partnerships. We are requesting your approval to modify this three nutrition grant with Central Latino de San Francisco. Central Latinos uh, has a long history serving San Francisco's diverse population since 1970s. The agency's nutrition program serve American Latino style meals that has been a valuable resource to our Latinx community. Uh In addition to provide healthy meals, Central Latino San Francisco provide a range of services that's linguistically appropriate and has that capacity to include nutrition risk screening, food security screening, and nutrition education. They also provide us a very important link to other support um, in home and community-based support in the community. And during the COVID pandemic, When sheltering in place exacerbated food insecurity among older adults and adults with disability, Central Latino has responded to these emergent needs and advocated for their nutrition program consumers to receive additional nutrition support. From November 2020 to June 2021, the agency was able to provide culturally appropriate supplemental groceries and breakfast meals to meet the nutrition needs of these consumers. While the city reopens, the agency has identified that some of these consumers are in need for ongoing support. The purpose of this modification is to add ongoing funding to provide additional culturally appropriate nutrition support in the community to help address service gaps and emergent needs. With this added funding, Central Latino will be able to provide annually 9,098 breakfast meals through their three nutrition services programs and 3,900 supplemental grocery bags through their congregate nutrition services programs to consumers who enroll in this nutrition program and are screened as food insecure and determined to need additional nutrition support. Uh, that concludes my presentation. I would like to ask your approval to modify this three grant, and I'm happy to answer any questions you may have. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Ms. Chan. Are there any questions or comments from the commissioners on this agenda item? Uh, Commissioner Zhang. Yes, I
2: just want to clarify. Um, in terms of providing meals. Um, Are they actually providing in-person, contribute people are showing up to have meals together? Are you still being delivered?
17: Uh, Those meals, Central since the pandemic, Central Latino has been providing hot-to-go meals to consumers. And since the city reopens, and the center is actually um, open up dining seating uh, for the congregate consumers. So there is a staff checking in vaccination status. There's limited capacity at the center side. So for some consumer, they just really benefit uh, by eating at the center with a hot meal. Um, so it's about 10% of the um, consumer they serve has been choosing to come back to the center to mm. um, enjoy the, the congregate dining at this time. So I was okay. uh, I visited the center a, a few days ago, and that that was amazing. That uh, some consumer really benefit uh, sitting down and uh, and to enjoy that dining, but they really spacing out uh, mm-hmm. in their dining room. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome, uh, Commissioner Lum.
6: Ms. Chan, what qualifies someone for, uh, to become a consumer of, of these uh, uh, programs?
17: So for the nutrition programs, um, the, the old, well, for the congregate nutrition program, the eligibility is basically living, in, well, you are 60 and older, and uh, there's no other requirement. And in terms of this supplemental program, Central Latino during this time, they do the nutrition uh, risk screening and food security screening. So they identify those client has the most need. And uh, so many of those consumers, very low in, low income. And when they come to the center to uh, to do the lunch meal, that basically is the only meal they got. And so with this mm. supplemental, um, nutrition support it really benefits those as really limited resource and need this support. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Great. Thank you very much. Um, any other comments, questions from commissioners? Otherwise, what we'll do is move on to uh, asking
1: for anyone from the public who wishes to comment on agenda item H. Moderator, please open the phone line for public comment on agenda item H. We will wait a moment for callers to submit their requests. Moderator, are there any callers in the queue?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
1: Great, thank you so much. Then hearing no further
0: requests to speak on the item, we will close public comment. Is there a motion to approve item H from our commissioners? I move. Uh, I I think uh, that Commissioner Sklar.
14: Moved and I seconded
0: Janet. And uh, Vice President Spears seconded. Uh, Madam Secretary, can you please take a roll
1: call vote to approve item H? President Newtson, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. yes. Commissioner Rittner, how do you vote? Yeah. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Scalar, how do you vote?
6: Yes.
1: The
0: <clears throat> motion is approved. Okay, thank you, commissioners. The next order of business is agenda item I, and also requires a vote by the commission uh, requesting authorization to modify the existing grant agreements with multiple providers for the provision of support services in rental assistance demonstration RAD program senior housing for the period of July 1st, 2021 through June 30th, 2024 in the additional amount of $177,472 plus a 10% contingency for a revised total amount not to exceed $4,883,422. And Hannah Teferi will present this item. And here's Hannah. Hi. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. Always a pleasure.
19: Good morning, Commissioners, Executive Director Dearman. My name is Hannah Teferi, analyst with Office of Community Partnership. I'm here today to request authorization of a budget modification for several grants within our rental assistance demonstration portfolio, also known as RAD. Um, the RAD housing sites are a collaboration with the Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development in which DOS funds supportive services within affordable housing sites that exclusively house older adults and adults with disabilities. The purpose- of the supportive services programming is to stabilize housing for residents through service connection and eviction prevention resources, as well as combat isolation by building community with educational and social activities. Through the COVID-19 pandemic, residents were isolated within their units, and while efforts were made to continually connect with them, uh, currently additional funds are needed to reestablish community participation enhance engagement with interesting and impactful events. Um, Planned activity enhancements include nutritious cooking classes, exercise classes, and other resident-led activities so that residents can renew their excitement about participating in their community. Um, That is my presentation, and thank you for your consideration, I'm available for questions.
0: Okay, great. Thank you so much. Are there any questions or comments from commissioners on this agenda item? I okay, seeing, hearing none. Uh, do we have a anyone from the public who wishes to comment on agenda item
1: I? Moderator, please open the phone line for public comment on agenda item I. We will allow some time for callers to submit their requests. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
0: Okay, then hearing no further request to speak on the item, we will close public comment. Is there a motion from commissioners to approve item I? So
7: moved. So moved. Um, a second.
0: Okay. I'm going to say Vice President Spears got to that first and uh, um. Uh, then I heard Commissioner Sklar seconding. So thank you for that. Um, After, uh, Madam Secretary, can you please take a roll call vote on item I?
1: President Knutson, how do you vote? Yes. Uh, Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote?
6: Yes.
1: Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Sklar, how do you vote? Yes. The motion has been approved. Okay, thank you. Um, Commissioners,
0: the next order of business is agenda item J and also requires a vote by the commission requesting authorization to modify the existing grant agreements with Bernal Heights Neighborhood Center for the provision of community services to older adults and adults with disabilities for the period of July 1st, 2021 through June 30th, 2023, in the additional amount of $186,028 plus a 10% contingency for a revised total amount not to exceed $1,768,921. And Tiana Coleman will present this item. And
15: I see Ms. Coleman. Welcome. Good morning, Commissioners and Executive Director Dearman. My name is Tiana Coleman. I am an analyst with the Office of Community Partnerships. I am seeking your approval to modify the existing grant agreement with Bernal Heights Neighborhood Center. Bernal Heights Neighborhood Center has two locations, Excelsior and Cortland Centers, which provide community services to older adults and adults with disabilities. Both centers are co located with their on site lunch program. This additional funding will be allocated for program expenses increased staffing and to hire an administrative activities assistant at both locations. The additional staff person is needed to support reopening efforts and increase client engagement and activities. The COVID-19 pandemic and the related regulations has shifted staff's capacity. With the programming being co-located with a mill site, there are additional tasks associated with providing services safely. Increased staffing will ensure a safe compliant reopening and support the program's ability to maintain service levels. The program was in compliance with contract terms with no findings and no corrective corrective actions. Thank you for your consideration and I am available for any questions.
0: Okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, Any questions or comments from commissioners on this agenda item? Like... Again, I just think it's interesting to note these are the sorts of requests that are, are coming in and being articulated around reopening, uh, the co- complications around that, and uh, how staff will be utilized to do that. So uh, these are interesting requests today.
4: Um,
0: anything else from other commissioners or then I'll go ahead and ask uh, for a public comment on agenda item
1: J. Moderator, please open the phone line for public comment on agenda item J. We will wait a moment for callers to submit their requests. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
1: Okay, hearing no further requests to speak on the
0: item, we'll close public comment. Is there a motion from commissioners to approve item J? I move. Uh, Commissioner Bittner has moved. I see a second. I, from I'm okay. Uh, Madam Secretary, can you please take a roll call vote
1: to approve item J? President Knutson, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Yeah. Commissioner L- uh, Jung, how do you vote? Yeah. Mr. Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Sklar, how do you vote?
6: Yes.
1: The motion has been approved. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, The next
0: order of business is agenda item K and also requires a vote by the commission. It's requesting authorization to modify the existing grant agreement with Shanti project for the provision of care navigation and peer support. For the period of July 1st, 2021, through June 30th, 2023, in the additional amount of ninety-two thousand one hundred and sixty dollars, plus a ten percent contingency for a revised total amount not to exceed two million four hundred sixty-five thousand nine hundred seventy-seven dollars. And Melissa McGee will present this item. And here is Melissa McGee.
8: And welcome. Now it's good afternoon. Um, My name is Melissa McGee with the Office of Community Partnerships. Um, I'm here today to ask for your approval of the budget, budget modification for Shanti's Care Navigation and Peer Support Program. The purpose of the grant is to provide assistance to older adults and adults with disabilities who identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer LGBTQ with guidance to access social services and peers who provide emotional and practical support. The grantee will continue to provide these services. This budget modification request is to provide additional funding for use of the Mon app, which is used for scheduling of services by clients and tracking of services provided by volunteers and staff. Monitoring for fiscal year 2021 was conducted in May 21. The program is in full compliance with contract terms. Um, And I'm happy to answer any questions.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. Are there any questions or comments from commissioners on this agenda item? Hearing none, uh, we'll ask if anyone from the public who wishes to comment on agenda item K.
1: Moderator, please open the phone lines for public comment on item K. We'll wait a moment for folks to log in. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue?
3: Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue.
1: Okay, hearing no further requests to speak
0: on the item, we'll close public comment. Is there a motion from the commissioners to approve item K? I move. Uh, from Commissioner Bittner, has moved a second. I'll, second. I'll, uh, I'll say Commissioner Jung again. Um, uh, Madam Secretary, can you please take the roll call vote to approve
1: item K? President Knutson, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Bittner, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Jung, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Skalar, how do you vote? Yes. The motion is approved. Thank you.
0: Okay, great. Thank you so much, commissioners. That uh, concludes our action items for today. Um, item 13, are there any announcements? Okay, hearing and seeing none. Um, I just want to again thank our uh, substitute commission secretary, uh, for putting this together, and we we got through our our agenda. Thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it, um, commissioners. Once again, thank you for uh, your detailed review of all of these items and great questions. We always hear from all of you. Thank you so much for that. And the staff, since we don't get to do a holiday party, you know, thank you for everything you do. Uh, some year we'll we'll be together and and we'll we'll do that. But I just want to say, sort of. Um, that as it is the end of the year thank you again uh so much from our hearts uh for all the work that you have been doing uh for uh to to keep this city uh staying with its head above water uh, during this, uh, this um, terrible and unusual time um so just thanks for doing that also i believe is this is the first time many of the staff has been have been coming to us from uh their offices, right? They're back. So I, I just wanted to make note of that. Um, and uh, thank you for all of the, I know extra work and extra precautions people are taking, um, but we we know that the work is effective because of that. So so w- wanted to say thank you and we're making progress here. Um, so uh, with all that long adjournment <laughs> and adjourn the meeting, let everyone go. So thank you very much. Thank you everybody happy holidays
7: to everybody
2: happy
0: holiday yes Yes.
7: (laughs) hope you all get through it well